to another edition of the Slasher Sanitarium. We are talking about the finale of Season 1 of All of Us Are Dead. It's Episode 12. The zombie threat seems to have been mostly taken care of, with four different spots around Hyosan bombed, and most of our original cast either dead or still trying to get to safety. Chan Song and Guinan both took a tumble down an elevator shaft after the bombing, and Chan Song was bitten by Guinan. So what is left for our group of survivors, and is there even still a threat out there? Well, let's get into it, shall we? We start the episode by seeing the body of Guinam and Chang San at the bottom of the elevator shaft with a ton of other bodies of zombies, all covered in ash. But nothing is moving. Si Bin, our young child that was rescued from the city, is crying at the quarantine site as the other government aides are despondent. Assemblywoman Park looks at the registration letter, and tears it up. She was pretty much given a free pass on all this anyways once Sion Mu killed himself and took full responsibility, but yeah, at least she can now try to do something for what's left of the city. Jail asks if Ho Chiel's house is up on the hill, and he says that Hyosan is being burned to the ground. The high school survivors all stand in the forest and watch as the high school burns. Day breaks as Daesu gets attended to by Wu Jin. His leg was hurt from falling debris. Anjo, having lost her father and her boyfriend in a matter of an hour, looks out over the forest. Su Hyuk tells them all they need to get going. Anjo says she cannot go on like this. She says she will catch up with them, but they need to get going. Namra says she will go with Anjo to keep her safe, and of course Su Hyuk follows leaving Wujin and to look after Daesu. Anjo returns to the construction site, and she calls out for Changsan, but nobody answers. Namra says she doesn't smell anybody there. And... Yeah, so... I know, uh, having now finished the se- season, I have looked at some of the sort of theories on what second season will be about, and sort of the theories on things that can happen. There's a lot of them out there on Chang San possibly being happy now and having made it out of there. Her coming up and saying that she doesn't smell anyone there could very easily be that he's already left or that, you know, he just hasn't regenerated yet. Like, it takes Guinam a little bit of time from when he dies. Plus, like, a bomb just went off. So, I don't know how well she's going to be smelling anything, but... Um, but if he is dead, then this sort of ends that. Like, look, I don't smell him here. Like, he doesn't, I don't, I don't feel anybody alive in this building, so. Soldiers walk the streets of Hyosan and start clearing out zombies. They walk up to Chungsan Chicken, which is somehow still standing, and they mark it a safe zone since it's empty. 
Anjo and Namra talk while walking through the forest. Namra says that she thinks the military left them there because of her, because they thought that all the survivors might be like her. Anjo says not to think like that, and that she trusts her. She hasn't turned yet, and she never will. Namra says she really does want to sit around a fire again with friends in the future. Anjo says that they should do it tonight. Mijin stops them and says that they are lost. Wujin points out that Soju left a ribbon on a nearby tree. They, of course, wonder who did it, because they don't know it was him. And, Na- and Hari sees another one further down the path. Anjo then finds Soju's flashlight on the ground. And thankfully, he's got his name written on it. So not only does she know exactly who left the ribbons, but she does have a little bit of a memento from her father, and she takes a moment to mourn his death again. The military finds Bianchan's home, and his wife and son are still chained up. They are told to transport them back to the quarantine zone. That's interesting. You have a zombie there already. You also have a half-zombie there already. Why do you need two more zombies? I guess I understand that the, the son is patient zero, but you don't need the wife, too. The team head into Hyosan City instead of going to Yangdong. Hari says that they are okay there because she, they do not see any broken windows or blood in the streets, so it's not like it's been overrun. Namra stops and tells them to hold on. She smells something. Zombies are running towards them. She says that they are everywhere. Namra starts to count how many she can hear, and once she gets to 11, she then just tells him to run. The group all start running down the street, but Su Hyuk and Wu Jin trip while carrying Dae Su. This is enough for him to say, fuck it, and he walks over and grabs a shovel, and everybody else starts grabbing tools, because it's time to stop running and take a stand. Wu Jin tries to be the tough guy and stand in front of his sister, but she tells him, don't be like that. The group run into a group of zombies running at them, and a fight ensues. Daesu gets dropped to the ground and Wu Jin gets grabbed. Hari puts a zombie off of Mi Jin and then kills it. Nam Ra rips the zombie's head back, killing it. Daesu kicks a zombie off of him, but another one tackles him down. Nam Ra takes out another one to save Su Hyuk, and Daesu kills one. The zombie rushes at Hari, but Wu Jin runs up and gets between them, and the zombie then bites Wu Jin. And then, they fall on top of Hari, and she has to lay there on the ground, watching her brother getting his neck chomped on right in front of her. After the zombie gets pulled off of him, Wujin asks if Hari really made it to Nationals. She says that she did, but he calls her a liar. If she had made it, she would not have been at this damn school. His last words are, keep doing archery. And Wujin then turns. He runs to attack Hari, but Namra snaps his neck. So we are down to just seven survivors. Boy, this one uh, hurt a little bit more, because, like, he finally makes it back to his sister, finds out they're right, winds up sacrificing himself to keep her alive, and does it when they are, like, a mere, like, mile away from safety. Like, that's nuts. And with, like, the last straggling zombies left in the city, he gets taken out. So, 
I'm gonna say he's probably the last one that gets that's gonna get killed this season. And yeah, like I said, just feel for the guy. And obviously, you know, Desu doesn't take it very well either because it's another one of his friends that's dead. Hari wants to go kill more zombies out of grief, but Namra stops her. She tells her not to die for no reason. Mijin says that a normal human being would have apologized for killing someone's brother right in front of them. And they all head out. Namra keeps getting intrusive thoughts about eating the rest of the survivors. She reaches out to grab Desu, but stops herself. And she then walks away and starts to smash her face into a wall, then bites her own hand again to calm herself down. Again, you just continue to put zombie bites all over yourself. The military is not going to like it. Su Hyuk notices that Namra is gone and runs back to find her. This time, Anjo follows. They proceed to find her eating a zombie. That's normal, right? Anjo tells her it's time to go, and Namra yells at them to stay back. She then rushes at Anjo and tackles her to the ground. Suhyuk pulls her back and then grabs a shovel, but he can't hit her. Namra then almost bites Anjo, but stops herself, and Anjo tells her it's okay to bite her. Namra gets up and runs off, and Suhyuk follows. The rest of the survivors then reach a military blockade, and we see that Suhyuk and Anjo have given up their chase of Namra and joined them. They all put up their hands, and we get flashes of everyone who has sacrificed themselves to keep them alive. So, out of everybody in the series, Anjo, Suhyuk, Hyorung, Desu, Hari, and Mijin are the only ones that make it out alive. Other than, obviously, the couple of people that were already there. They're rescued and taken to quarantine. And Namra remains out in Hyosan somewhere. Anjo gets stopped in the hall by Yusin, her father's partner, and he asks about Soju, and Anjo looks down at his flashlight in her box of the belongings, and Yusin understands, and he looks away. The survivors are then all questioned. They are asked about Byang-chan, and Suhyuk asks why they left them there, but of course they don't get any answers. Anjo says she will not ask adults for anything ever again, and they all refuse to cooperate since the government left them out there to die. We then see a fence covered in notes left for those who are missing and most likely dead. The news says that until the Hyosan situation is resolved, they will not continue to try to prosecute anybody for the actions. Three months and 17 days have passed since martial law was declared, and it is finally coming to an end. But, because they don't understand the virus completely, everybody is still going to remain in quarantine. So, that's fun. Four months in quarantine. Not that they have like great homes to go back to. Most of them are now orphans. But, you know, at least they can maybe go back home and start up a new life somewhere. Anjo sneaks out of the quarantine facility. She walks up to a tree where she has placed ribbons with notes on those, on them for those who have died, as well as a note saying that she misses Namra, and please come back. She leaves food out there for her, and there is a note that says, I love you, Chang-san. Anjo pulls out his name badge and says she misses him. 
She then hears something, and off in the distance we can see a light coming from Hyosan High School. The next morning, Mijin is standing outside wearing a sign that says, Zombie Victim Special Admission. High school seniors who suffered the zombie attack must be given special admissions into colleges. She gets a pity clap from a woman who walks by and says, that, oh, my daughter's a senior too, you poor thing. So she's not getting into college anytime soon. Anja walks up to a Red Cross tent, yeah, apparently that's a thing in Korea too, and goes looking for someone. She eventually finds Soo Hyuk outside of one of them. He asks where she has been, and she says she wanted to see them but couldn't. She says they would remind her too much of everything that's happened, and she tells them that someone lit a campfire on the roof of the school. She believes that it is Namra, because, of course, she told her that she wants to do a fire again once they're back together. Anjo says that she's going to see them tonight. Suhyuk says that he will go with her, and he then apologizes for not killing Namra when she was going to bite her. Anjo says no biggie, his choice saved their lives. She tells them not to tell the others. At night, Anjo goes out to where she sneaks out, and finds Su Hyuk. She also finds Daesu, Hari, Minji, and Hyorong. She says, I told you not to tell them, and Su Hyuk looks at Daesu and says, I told you not to tell anybody else. And he looks over at Hari and says, This was supposed to be just between me and you. And Hari says that Mi Jin threatened to call, tell the cops if they didn't bring her. Since she's not getting into college anyways, why not get arrested? And the six remaining survivors head out. They each put down a snack on the pile, and Daesu puts the wrapper of the candy bar he accidentally didn't share with Zhang Young. He says he promises to bring a box next time. They head out of the ruins of the school, and Anjo stops at the elevator shaft to shine her flashlight over there, and they proceed then to walk over to the school. The sign of the door says that it is a safe zone, and we see the inside of the school covered in ash and burned bodies. The gang makes their way to the roof, and Su Hyuk says, uh, he or asks if Anjo really thinks that it's Namra that lit the campfire that is still burning there. And she says she does. They reach the roof, and nobody's around. Daesu says maybe it was some other kids who came back to the school, and Mijin says maybe it's a YouTuber or something. We never really saw what happened to him. We know he's in the quarantine somewhere. Anjo says it was Namra because she missed them. And then, Namra walks up to them. She says, you made it. She walks up to them, and her face is fully healed. She asks if she is still their class president. Soo Hyuk asks how she's been, and Namra smiles and says she missed them. Says she wanted to come visit, but didn't think it would be okay. She says that there are others like her out there, and she needs to find them. Anjo says she's not a zombie, but Namra says, just like how they're not really kids and not really adults, she's not really human and not really a monster. Anjo grabs her hand and says it'll be okay. Namra says they are friends even if they are apart. She looks over and says, that's them, and she tells them, see you, and leaps off the school roof. So she didn't say there are more zombies out there. She says there are more people like her. So, is it possible Guinam is still alive? Sure. 
That guy can't be fucking killed. Is it possible Chang San is one of them and survived? Sure. Everyone else is accounted for, so next season they would either have to introduce new characters to be the new half-bees, or, you know, we could see things like Bian Chang possibly being alive and a half-bee, because if you remember, when he died, he turned and he didn't really get into a frenzy right away. He was much more calm. So it's very possible he could be one. I could easily see him getting out and potentially spreading the virus someplace else to have an even bigger outbreak. I can see them doing things where maybe Mrs. Park is one of them, or, like I said, they can just bring in some new people and say, like, oh yeah, they they were out in a city and they turned into happies too, and it's just kind of a random thing that happens with genetics. There's a good possibility with the fact that the military is, like, collecting zombies at this point, that they could easily weaponize this, or that something could happen where the virus could, you know, make another breakup. Because remember, this started with one person getting bit by a hamster. So it could easily be one of them, you know, one of the people working on one of the zombies getting bit and not telling anybody, and then starts holding up again. Or we do still have Anji sitting there. She's a happy. She doesn't seem to have as much control over things as Namra does, so she could very well start again. But... We know we're getting a second season, and we don't have any information on it yet. So we don't even know if it's going to be like these people still, or if we're going to have like a whole new cast or something like that. I would assume that we're going to have these people return. And the fact that the way that we ended this this series or this this season made it so if we didn't get a second season, you'd at least walk out feeling like you had like a full encompassing story. Like, did we set up that we could do something in the second season? Of course, there was a lot of different threads that were hanging out there. But if we weren't going to get a second season, it still would have been a very, uh, a very complete feeling season one because yeah, like the zombie virus happened and then it got cleaned up and we saw a lot of follow from it. But yeah, I, of course, am very excited for the second season, and we'll see kind of where everything goes, and uh, I'm hoping that we get some more information on a lot of it. Um, This episode, like, other than the little bit of tension before they got saved, was really just to kind of wrap everything up, and they probably could have, like, thrown us on the back end of, like, the last episode and just called it a complete one, but... It was okay. I mean, the the real action happened last week, and it was great. And this one just sort of, like, yeah, it was really cool to see um, how, like, Anjo was dealing with things. And you do still have the relationship there, Namra and Anjo being friends. You've still got Suhyuk, like, really wanting to be with her and kind of can't right now. So, yeah. And obviously... Since it's not 100% that her bite would turn somebody into a happy, it's not like she can bite him and like guarantee that he'll be like her, because she he could easily just turn around and be a zombie then. So, But I think that they open up a lot of things for it. And uh, yeah, once, once we get some more news on the second season, I'll definitely be back and talk about that. But otherwise, uh, thank you for listening to this one. 
and appreciate you listening to any other episodes on this, but we'll be back for season two. But until then, bye-bye.